Good morning, good afternoon, or good night. Wherever you are right now, I'm sure you've heard about the importance of sleep and rest countless of times. Today, I want to give you an easily digestible scientific overview of why that is true and highlight the implications of sleep, or lack thereof, on our mental health. This is Silver Lining, and I'm your host, Daniel. First, let's look at the general function of sleep. According to Johns Hopkins Medicine, a healthy amount of sleep is vital for brain plasticity, or the brain's ability to adapt to input. If we sleep too little, we become unable to process what we've learned during the day, and we have more trouble remembering it in the future. Researchers also believe that sleep may promote the removal of waste products from brain cells, something that seems to occur less efficiently when the brain is awake. Sleep is vital to the rest of the body, too. When people don't get enough sleep, their health risks rise. Symptoms of depression, seizures, high blood pressure, and and migraines worsen. Immunity is compromised, increasing the likelihood of illness and infection. Sleep also plays a role in metabolism. Even one night of missed sleep can create a pre-diabetic state in an otherwise healthy person. Furthermore, the link between missing sleep and neurological disorders is bidirectional. The latter affects the former, and the former aggravates the latter. Both taken together can have further consequences for the rest of your body. According to Neurology Life, results from the Sleep Heart Health Study 1 showed that middle-aged and older adults have roughly twice the risk of stroke if they are diagnosed with obstructive sleep apnea, OSA, or also called the cessation of breathing during sleep. Not only was a strong correlation apparent between the two conditions, but the data also showed that the severity of OSA mattered. Patients with milder cases of sleep apnea had a smaller increase in stroke risk, while patients with the most severe cases of sleep apnea had the highest risk for stroke. Investigators for the study, which followed more than 5,000 patients for nine years, also found that the risk for stroke was greater in men than women, although that may be due to a tendency for men to develop sleep apnea at a younger age than women. Well, to sum it up, a lack of sleep is not good. (laughs) Its effects on your physical health alone are already likely to trigger a second stage reaction within your mental well-being. At the same time, it's always good to remember that mental health is physical health in most aspects, only that we do not tend to view it as such because research can be fuzzy and definitions blurry. There is a prevailing vicious circle. Lack of sleep leads to lack of energy, which leads to more difficulties in handling daily life, which can lead to lower self-esteem, which in turn gives rise to stress and worries that eventually can make it even harder to sleep at all, and so on. Therefore, it's important to look out for ourselves. Here you have some strategies for more and better sleep. Since the lack of sleep can be both cause for and result of mental health disorders, I'd like to point out that if you are suffering from serious variants of the latter, you should talk to a professional and see what can be done, which is often a lot. I shall focus on the former aspect and tell you what you can do to ensure sufficient sleep when it's possible. What sufficient sleep is, 
has been heavily discussed among the scientific community, but often it is very personal and thus varies. For different teenagers around the age of 18, anywhere between 7 and 9 hours of sleep may be optimal. The tendency, though, is that younger people should sleep more, and older people need less sleep than this. But again, this depends on what your pre-existing health conditions are, what your occupation is, what your nutrition is, and so on. Try sleeping as much as you can one day, and figure out how much you need to truly feel energized, but also not too tired. You probably know your optimum already. Don't eat too late either. Set a fixed sleep schedule for both week and weekend days, both sleeping and waking times, and stick to it consistently. Eliminate unnecessary long or irregular naps during the day, and limit your screen time and try out reading instead of scrolling on your phone the last hour before going to bed. For better sleep, minimize blue light exposure in the evening. There are settings or apps for this on all operating systems. Organize your room and optimize your room temperature to your preference. This will be around 20 degrees Celsius or 70 degrees Fahrenheit for most. Meditate. Take a shower before going to bed, without wasting water, of course. Exercise frequently. Not right before going to bed, though. Don't consume too many liquids before sleeping. Look at more comfortable bedding, mattresses, or pillows. And, under professional counsel and at a responsible dosage, consider taking melatonin, magnesium, or other supplements. Again, if you have pre-existing conditions such as insomnia or depression, these ideas may be unhelpful and professional help more helpful to you. Well, this was it for today's episode. I hope you liked it and found it helpful. Please let me know through our website's community forum if there are more sleep or neurology-related topics that you would like me to present. Lucid dreaming sounds nice. Anyway, have a nice day. Remember, you are never alone, and remember your silver lining.